0: With modern communications and the extension of what we can see in communications and in computer power in getting information transferred back and forth, there is no reason why you could not carry on this interview at home, at your office, with me at my office, etc. And I think that as we look farther into the future, we're going to find that people will live, live where it is conducive to live, not where it is conducive to work that the movement of the work to the individual will be much easier because, as I say, most of our people are doing knowledge work, not work with physical materials. So at least that half of the population, today's population, could work wherever they pleased without any limitation that they have to go into a particular uh, point to do their work, as long as the communications, and the information is available to them wherever they happen to be.
1: Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the Borderless Work Podcast. This is episode two. Uh, for those of you watching in YouTube, yes, I'm, I'm wearing sunglasses. Um, because I work at night shift and, you know, one of my qualms for delaying recording is like, I need to look good and <laughs> before I record anything, but you know what? Screw it. You know, I just wear some sunglasses, the cool, cool shades mm-hmm. and just press the damn record button. So here we are. And in this episode of the Borderless Work podcast, we will be discussing the somewhat confusing future of of remote work, a.k.a. borderless work, a.k.a. connected work. I found out another terminology that's referred to remote is connected work because so long as you're connected, you can work anywhere, anytime, so long as you have your, your, your laptop and internet. So there's that. Um, before we proceed, uh, I'm planning to look up some of the clips to show both sides, you know, the the for and against. Um, they're still against, for, uh, which which surprised me, and not really against, but more of a compromise, right? Um, as we ease restrictions all over the world, some companies, some businesses, multinationals, the big companies, um, usually, they are calling for RTO, which is RTO, return to office. Uh, Some have, you know, stick to their policy that full blown RTO, full blown return to office back to how things were two to three years ago-ish. And some are are doing some compromise because, you know, uh, uh, a lot of companies who tried this in the beginning, like I think towards the end of last year or at the beginning of this year, that they announced this and then then some of the people, some of my friends in corporate, they were like, if you proceed with a full-blown thing, because we're used to you know, humans are are re- stubborn with would, it would change, unless there's absolutely no choice and absolutely, if one survival is at stake, they will resist change. And now, these companies they want to bring these people, their employees, back to the office, and they have obviously, for obvious reasons, have faced um, resistance. Right? They faced. Resistance and some, you know, threatened that "Ah, they're gonna resign, and then until they called the bluff and said there's lots of people who are changing uh, companies because you know what, I don't feel like the company policies would fit my personal goals and preferences, therefore, I shall be looking for other opportunities for greener pastures and whatever reason. And I have a couple of friends who have uh, changed companies at the beginning of this year, and I'm sure. There will be more when there is no compromise. And of course the compromise to, uh, to RTO is hybrid work. Um hybrid work is like, you know, like four-day work week and then two days work from home, or it could be the reverse. Like two-day in the office and then four-day work from home uh type of approach. I'll be looking for uh for people to interview about that since I'm I'm no longer as updated as uh, as a non-office worker <laughs> myself. So there's that. And um, yes, uh, people are a bit stubborn unless, you know, their life is threatened, just like the health crisis that we experienced about two to three years ago. And just to acknowledge like remote work, connected work has been around for uh, a while, right? It was just on the fringes or, it wasn't really taken seriously by by the business people, uh, business business people. Um, yeah, pretty much the the mainstream folks, and you know everything changed when the the pandemic happened. And to acknowledge the the shift, the speed of shift, the fastest based on the articles I've read was about ten to fifteen days, like a full blown office based company or business shifted to remote within ten to fifteen days. Of you know, you know, adjustment research very very quick. Uh, to be fair, and and now that we're we're going back to you know the so called normal. Now they want you know they want to go back to how things were, but you know people change along the way, and um, yeah, the first clip that we're gonna be looking at is like a couple of clips will be on on the corporate side. This clip that um, I'll be sharing slash reacting to is from Simon Sinek, Simon Sinek. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Who's
2: run a virtual company for over a decade. um, Trying to build trust without any kind of uh, human contact is way more difficult. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the big mistakes that a lot of organizations have made is because we've adapted reasonably well to teleworking, we're missing the fact that many of the relationships preexisted. You know, we're we know these people. Good luck building trust with somebody who's entirely new to the team and has never met anyone. Uh, that's very different. Because remember,
1: you know, oh no, you're the chosen one. You're supposed to be. You're supposed to be the chosen one. Why?
2: Because remember, you know we build trust between the meetings. Isaac Stern said, music uh, happens between the notes. Well, trust happens between the meetings. Even on virtual teams, you still want to meet at least once a year as a group uh, to, to solidify those bonds. And by the way, brainstorming sessions, anything to do with ideas, oh my God, they're impossible to do virtually you just don't have the same flow of ideas you can't interrupt each other easily you know interrupting each other virtually is rude and disruptive interrupting each other you know in a in a meeting where there's 10 of us is easy it's no big deal you can have four people talking at the same time and it's fun um, because we're all in the same flow and in the idea generation so i think we have to accept that yes the ability to telework means that we can keep these organizations functional and moving during these Pandemic times, um, and for companies that think they never need to go back to the office, they're in for a shock. Um, I think what will happen, and I think if you ask me to envision the future of work, is especially in the military. You didn't realize you had this component until you were forced to. Um, uh, and I think what will happen, both in 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 military and in private sector, is things will become a little more fluid, where people will actually have the option to telework when they can and when they need to. So it's not like hey. You know next Thursday, do you mind if it'll happen where somebody just emails in the morning saying, "I'm working from home today?" and it's fine. It just becomes um, a, a fluid part of our work day and way more socially acceptable
1: that that kind of makes sense uh, I think I think I judge him too early <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah that's in that's an interesting way to put it, like the future work will become more fluid, um, rather than just drawing lines in the sand, and declaring one, you know, you either one or the other. Uh, I think, yeah, that, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I am all for uh, like a certain level of convergence, as well. Uh, but for those people who have goals to become digital nomads, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've had some friends who have at some point, like, visited the office just for the heck of it, not really for work. They're just there to meet people, shake their hands face to face, interact with them face to face, and then go home and said, I've had enough of human interaction. I've spent one year's worth of energy socializing, and I'm done. I'm going back to remote to Connected to borderless work, and I'm fine with that. Uh, especially for you know, for, for introverts, I would say uh, for for extroverts, perhaps they they need that because they're the types that that gain more energy for every social interaction that they have. So it, yeah, yeah, the the future is fluid. That's an interesting uh, learning for me. Now, this clip is from Jamie diamond Dimon, uh ceo of jp morgan chase and this is our these are his thoughts about uh, remote work mind you that this one's a bit dated uh, about last year ish um yeah let's see what he has to say
3: hospitals retail pharmacies banks groceries it's 40 million who go to work and yeah, kind of they like it at home and stuff like that. It doesn't work really well. So um, the, my view is there will be hybrid, more hybrid work. So accelerate that. Remember, a lot of reporters can work at home when they're writing something, then you go to the newsroom oh, to man. get ideas and share stuff. Same for our, same for our bankers and you know, private bankers, and investment bankers, and and same for our salespeople. So they're on the road some of the time. It, there'll just be more of it. You can do more work from your vacation home. You can do more work. From, that's fine. It's just not going to change everything so dramatically. accelerated a trend but it does not work for younger people it doesn't work for those who want to hustle it doesn't work in terms of spontaneous idea generation so how how does it work for your culture in terms of? it it doesn't work for culture
1: he's a banker he runs a traditional universal bank so of course he's going to say these things about you know i met a banker face to face and i understand like sometimes uh you know when 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 these bankers they're doing big deals they have to do it the old-fashioned way face to face um because of the age group that they're dealing with you know the older their age group they would perhaps prefer that kind of an interaction so yeah that would make sense for him and of course i cannot discount his own personal experience uh, but maybe this is just my asian uh, you know perspective that at least here in Asia, we're, we're shifting rapidly in terms of usage towards mobile banking, and therefore, um, a lot of a lot of the, our local banks even have started to to adapt towards that direction of digital banking, mobile banking more and more. And the services are no longer just in person, although the in persons are still useful to a certain extent. Uh, for customer service purposes, but hey, uh, most of my interactions with my bank are either online, email, messenger, for you know just just to check on outages uh, and and reconnections for anything um, customer related or technical support related. Um, the last resort is f- physical face to face interaction. So yeah, there's some some some. Um, truth to what he says there uh, but in terms of working i would say no bankers don't really have to be to be there uh at least on the front lines but I, hey you know i don't know what goes on in a universal bank so
3: this is thing i remind people it's got to work for the clients it's not about whether it works for me mm. and i have to compete so, you know, when, and so, and the other thing is, as you know, it's certain jobs, yeah, certain jobs could probably, you can probably do four days a week from home. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm not against something like that. You know, so, so it'll be by job type, as, and it'll be the same thing in your business. It, the people who print your thing go to work every day. Uh, the reporters probably spend half the time in the office, half the time out. Th- that They'll be doing things like that. So I just don't think that the world's going to be that dramatically different.
1: And the next clip we have is uh, a video from Time or Time Magazine former, are of still magazine? But they have a Time YouTube channel. And uh, this is gonna be an interesting multi-perspective type of uh,
4: interview about remote work. So let's see uh, what these people have to say. It also provides the opportunity to be flexible around personal life and, and work. And so people are taking advantage of that. Um, it does also provide that opportunity to uh, look at different locations and and where people want to spend their time um, because then you are not tied to one location where you have to go in every single day and so that provides a lot of flexibility around that now the challenges as you can imagine is around you know before the pandemic we We had the opportunity to see our colleagues and and interact in person. And uh, even as we have gotten used to uh, virtual work, there is still the need to connect with people. And so sometimes people would want to connect and in person. And so that uh, poses a challenge. Obviously, uh, as as you know, technology, in as much as it's enabled us to do what we have to do, um, sometimes there could be some technology glitches, as, as you can imagine.
5: One of the downsides is that actually we've found that you know, in data from um, a variety of sources that people are commuting less because of remote work, but it's not as though they're taking that commute time um, for their own personal time. It looks like they're actually using that time to work. So there actually has been some slight increase in, in work time. Another, you know, potential pullback or sort of drawback of remote work is that it might be hard for employees who are at the beginning of their careers to really make inroads, um, whether it's, you know, le- learning directly from, more tenured employees. Um, So that might be sort of make it more difficult in a uh, more remote first world for them to really advance their career. But one of the, some of the upsides of remote work for employers include the fact that they might be able to hire workers they might not have considered before who live in a different part of the region or the country. Um, And then also if there's fewer people going into the office for fewer days a week, In the long run, that means employers can spend less on real estate. Some common points have been
1: mentioned uh, comparing from the previous videos that we have uh, watched and reacted to. And uh, the advantages and disadvantages uh, mentioned uh, are things that that I I agree with, both from the, the employed side and also from the employer side. On the career side, that's an interesting note. Uh, I think we are at a point wherein it is uncharted territory. It can be considered as an uncharted territory. Uh, It's easy to point out that, hey, this is going to be a problem for the next generation, being unable or having limited time with regards to interacting with their colleagues face-to-face. Perhaps it it totally depends. Um, My experience so far is that there are some small businesses that are good at at building culture remotely, have creating the necessary structures and activities that would uh, encourage more collaboration uh, and um, having systems that would allow others to be seen. I, I say it depends on the system. And yeah, we're definitely at a point where in Different sizes of companies will have adva- certain advantages and disadvantages. Of course, if the the bigger the company, it's, it's going to be more difficult to implement certain systems of, let's say, you know, engagement. Virtual engagement is, is one. Um, tracking uh, output, tracking work is is another. I mean, there are time tracking uh, platforms, softwares out there. Uh, to track the type of work that certain remote workers are doing. Uh, some companies are more concerned with outcome based type of uh, measurement of, of effort of contribution to the business. So yeah, we're, we're definitely on an uncharted territory and yeah, I'm excited to, to learn from others how they're doing that. So, what can we conclude based on these videos that we have watched and listened to? Well, I would say, like remote work is here to stay. Um, it's it's just it 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 will depend on how a company deals with it. Um, for sure some of the bigger companies would ins- continue would still on the short term continue to insist on, on the rto uh, type of uh, activity some will go the hybrid direction um, some will go virtual first like as one of the vid- one of the people in in the videos mentioned like they're going to go virtual first but have the options of going to the office so it's interesting cuz like it's like 80% remote, and then 20% um, face-to-face, which is interesting uh, way to approach it. Uh, another would be the fluidity or the convergent uh, direction, as mentioned by Mr. Simon Sinek, wherein it's it's similar to the virtual first, but it's more integrated. More, but that's, that's going to take time, I would say, like, what's the right level of integration, or it may depend on the company. Uh, d- depending on the industry of the company because like some companies who are more on on the infrastructure side like oil pipelines or you know power generation this requires physical labor physical work so that's that's going to be a factor as well like perhaps in 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 the organizational structure there will be more people um leaning towards remote if it's like more office or administration based, but for those who, who are required to go to, a, to the field uh, and execute maintenance and repair and, and all sort of equipment related type of uh, tinkering and maintenance that would be more leaning towards face-to-face and physical. But then again, a field work is, is also a different animal. Field work is, is also totally different um, so it's remote work here to stay I'd say yes it's here to stay it may not be this on the same form that we know right now but it's definitely going to be a major thing um, unlike when I was in college wherein like nobody heard about remote work until we started working. Now, I think there's more awareness towards the younger generation we're in. Okay, if they want to go remote work, then go for that. If they want to be more hands on and more inclined towards technical vocational type of work, then they know what to expect. Right? They're not gonna they're not the type of people who who want to be stuck in the office, they want to go to the field, they want to work with their hands, they want to sweat, they want to move, then they, they know uh, what to expect, basically. So, yep, I think the conclusion here is that, yeah, we are in an, we're still on uncharted territory. Uh, some companies, bigger, the bigger multinational type of companies, as what we have seen so far, they want, they, they want to return to the office. and, and But it, it depends, like, uh, some companies will be forced to change uh, if their workforce will will resist, uh, but we don't know yet the final form, so that's going to be exciting as well. Um, yeah, let, I think that's about it. Really, like let me know if this type of format works because, like, I am also trying different things. Like, unlike unlike the previous episode, episode one, where it's much 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 more straightforward camera to the face this one is still a camera to the face but there's some reaction uh elements on it like yeah i need need your feedback people uh do comment like share and subscribe once again this podcast is video first video podcast first and will also be available uh in audio format after it is uploaded into youtube so That's about it for the second episode of the Borderless borderless Work Podcast. Uh, Let me know what you think. Once again, uh, like, like share, and subscribe. Share your thoughts in the comment section. And uh, I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.